the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... G. Marshall. Life is a game that must be played, or so it is said. But in every game, there must be winners and there must be losers, which means that in the game of life, we have two types of contestants, those who will win and those who will lose. The winners, as a rule, get wealth and fame. The losers remain poor and obscure. Naturally, the winners are better players. What does that mean? They are better people. I, I could never kill anyone. How do you know? Oh, it's just... It's not in my nature. Ah, that's where you're wrong. Man has always been a hunter, a killer. It's your nature to kill. Now, what would you say if you found out you had the right to kill? The right to kill? Oh, not just the right. <laughs> but you even could get a license to kill. Our mystery drama, License to Kill, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tony Roberts and Fred Gwynn. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Contact the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. When the great scorer comes to write against your name, he marks not that you won or lost, but how you played the game. How seriously that sentiment by Mr. Grantland Rice was taken, and not too long ago. What innocent times those must have been when athletic coaches would actually contend that their basic function was to build character. Well, even if they didn't really mean it, at least they said it. Today, we know better. Today, it really doesn't matter how you play the game, as long as you win. Winning, that's it. There is no substitute for victory. Victory at all costs. But has anybody ever added up the total cost of victory? Why don't we listen to Francis X. Brunner? Mr. Brunner is walking along a corridor in a dormitory-type building. It is the end of August, and the premises are being occupied by a professional football team that has just completed its training camp. Yes, my name is Francis Xavier Brunner, but everybody calls me Bruns. Around this time of the year, I also have another name, the Turk. Yeah, I'm the guy who, well, we, we start camp with maybe 60, 80 guys who want to make the team. By the time the season starts, we've got to cut the roster down to the 40s. And so, wait a minute, room 413. I can't say 13's a lucky number for this one. Chappie? Uh, you want to see me, Coach? Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure you know why. Oh? That's a shame. You, you got more raw talent than anybody on the club. Yeah, but...
still, Coach Bradshaw's cutting me. Why? Why? Well, you're... You're not J.R.'s type of ball player. Yeah, but I try. Of course you do. But Coach Bradshaw says you got to give it all you got. I do that. Well... Well, what? Come on, tell me. Now, look, there are 23 other teams in the league. Chappie, you'll catch on somewhere. Why is he cutting me? You don't want to tell me. All right, so I'll ask him. Would... Would he tell me if I asked him? J.R. Bradshaw. His name is J.R., and he's the head coach of the Gateway City Buccaneers. Every year, we make the playoffs. And almost every year, we win the Super Bowl. J.R. wouldn't have it any other way. So, you want to know why you're being cut? Uh, yes, sir, Coach Bradshaw. That's right, if, if you wouldn't mind telling me, sir. You're being cut for one reason and one reason only. Yeah, what's that? You don't hit hard enough. Well, I I bring my man down, usually. Yeah, the kid does make his share of tackles, J.R. You keep out of this, Bruns. Look, we discussed it thoroughly. You bring your man down, sure, but he gets up too quick. You, uh, know what I mean? No, I don't... I don't think I do, sir. You hit a guy, he should know it. He should feel it. He, he should want to lay there for a minute and think about it before getting up. He, uh, he, he should be a little shy, a little nervous next time he comes around your end. Maybe he'll freeze up, try to protect himself, worry about a fumble. You don't hit him that hard. I hit him hard enough to stop him. Like I said... That's not hard enough. I I can't hit any harder. Why not? But, Coach, I'm six feet four. I weigh 260 pounds. If I hit a man really, really hard, I could, I could kill him. Huh? That would be his problem, wouldn't it? Well, no, sir. I'm afraid not. I'm afraid that would be my problem. <laughs> I hate to let you go, Chavi. But unless you're willing to give it everything... I'm afraid to do that. Well, then, there's not much more we can say. Is there? No, there wasn't. And that was the end of Chappie. You know how quick the fellows come and go in this business. The day after a guy's gone, everybody stops thinking about him. And about a week later, it's as if the guy never lived at all. Well, the great J.R. Bradshaw, he gives me a hard time, too, along with everyone. Run that piece of film again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right there. I just saw what we want. See? See? Look, look. The tight end takes a block. Then he goes out on a pattern. Uh, stay there, stay there, stay there. Don't answer it. But I hear... Nobody. Nothing. Nobody got wise to it during the game. And the guy catches seven passes. Listen, J.R., I... Now, I when he pulls that on the outside linebacker, what we're going to do is... J.R., I think I better answer the phone, huh? I'm going to make him take that phone out of here. I got a sick wife at home, J.R. I want Jerry a fellow who's ever in there to answer. I got to answer. What for? Hello? But... But crying out loud, will you hang up? Yes, yes, Martha, it's me. I don't know. Hang on, I'll ask J.R. Martha... It's Martha. She's not feeling so good, Jr. So, tell her to call a doctor. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Where am I going to get a doctor? I have to go home to her. Come on. What good are you going to do her? I can't let her stay alone in the house. Hasn't she got a mother or somebody who can come and keep her company? Jr. you got to understand. Look, look, look. I'll tell you what's wrong with this ball club. Nobody wants to win. 
On the field, my play is dogged. My coaching staff is always looking for excuses to go home. J.R., she's sick. Yeah. All I know is we got the Tigers coming in here Sunday afternoon, and we're not prepared. That's all I know. J.R., we've been 15 straight hours on these films. We'll do 15 more if that's what it takes. Look, J.R. All right, all right, all right. Get out of here. I'll be at practice early. Yeah. Hello, Martha. I'm on my way. It's just uh, we uh, we lost all uh, track of time. Yes, sir. Right away. J.R., I know how important this session is, but well, if you were married, you'd understand. Yeah, I'll tell you something. If I was married, I wouldn't lie to my wife. When did I ever lie to Martha? You didn't lie just now. You, you said on the phone you lost all track of time. That was a lie. Well, I had to tell her something. And what are you going home now for? I told you, J.R., she's sick. She was also sick eight hours ago. Why didn't you go home then? Look, J.R., I don't have to take that from you. <laughs> take it or leave it. It don't mean a thing. All that matters is winning a ball game. You have to make sacrifices. Oh, I know that lecture by heart. You should. You heard it often enough. Look, look. Technically, you're the best offensive coach in the business. But that's all you'll ever be. Somebody's assistant. You'll never have a ball club of your own. And if you do, you won't last out the season. Now, how many seasons will you last out, J.R.? I mean, when it's all over, what'll you have to show for it? <laughs> the winningest record in professional football. Okay, J.R. And that's what they can carve on your tombstone. J.R. is forever complaining. He believes in, in running scared. I must say that Chappie had disappeared completely from my mind. And I never dreamed that Chappie would come back into my life. It happened at Mady's. It's a night spot where the sports crowd hangs out. She told me about what happened that night. Coach Bradshaw had just walked in. Well, here's a Papa Wolf himself. Hiya, matey. How are little wolflets doing? Uh, I catch one of them breaking curfew. It'll cost him a hundred. <laughs> How's it look? Sunday against Dallas. We're gonna take a bath. Oh, the way you cry, we could fill a tub with your tears. Yeah, what I need is a big, tough defensive end. Well, we did cut the biggest defensive end I ever saw. That kid, Billy Chapman. Big, yeah. Tough. Enough. No. Who's in a joint tonight? Well, let's count. You, me, the bartender, the piano player. <laughs> you should know by now the joint is always dead on Wednesday night. Where's that? Mm-hmm. Must be conscience night. I never heard of it. You don't have one. But one night a week, most guys will make it a point to stay home with the wife and the kids. What for? What is the use of talking to you? Well, why Wednesday night? Beats me. Some places it's Monday. Tuesday, Thursday. If a guy wants to get someplace in this world, he has no business being married. Is that a fact? Being a winner is a full-time job. Takes everything you got, 24 hours a day. I got kids in my ball club. They make more money than the President of the United States. Well, they can throw a football further. <laughs> they think they all got it coming to them. So, do they concentrate in the game? They own restaurants, hamburger stands, chain stores. That's the trouble with the kids today. They're not hungry. What's happened to the good old-fashioned values? Coach, uh, Bradshaw? What are you doing in here? Coach, 
Oh, yeah. That's 200 bucks you're being fined. 100 for breaking curfew, another C-note for being in a saloon. Hey, you can't call this joint a saloon. Yeah, but, Coach, I'm not on a team anymore. You cut me two weeks ago. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right, I did. Uh, well, you, you should be at home in bed, a uh, young fellow like you. But, Coach... Here it is, 2 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing in a gin mill looking to pick up some dame? Uh, I understood you're a married man. Yeah, I am, Coach. I got, I got married in June. We both graduated from college. And you're cheating on her already, huh? No, 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 Coach, no. I would never cheat on Louisa. Then what are you doing in here? Well, I was, uh, I was looking for you. What did you want to see me about? Please, Coach. Could you put me back on the team? No. You're not my kind of player. Yeah, I know that. Then what are you even wasting your time for? I'm not your kind of player right now. But what are you trying to say? I, I could learn. <laughs> you had ten weeks of training camp over the summer. You didn't learn nothing. I didn't want to. And now you want to. Yeah, I, I didn't have a choice. But now I... I got to. Yeah? That's my wife, Louisa. You see, Coach, she's in the hospital. What's wrong with her? I put her there. Good. What are you talking about? I was driving the car. And she said, slow down. I didn't listen. And then we skidded and we hit an, an embankment. Nothing. Nothing at all happened to me. Everything happened to her. What do you mean? Everything. They don't know, Doc. They don't know if she's going to live or die. See, she can't move. She's still in a coma. Huh? I only know it's going to take a lot of doctors. And nurses. And hospitals. And money. And all I know how to do is play football. Please, coach, put me back on the team. You don't play football my way, Chappie. I can learn to. Could you? A rather gentle giant is now in the hands of a man who believes in showing no mercy and giving no quarter. Can a man change his essential nature? Before he can answer that question, he must first discover what his essential nature is. Do you know yours? We'll know more about our story when I return with Act Two. Necessity is not only the mother of invention, but intention as well. Ideals, beliefs, morals, yes. These may be the things to which we aspire because aspirations, as everyone knows, cost nothing. Actions, on the other hand, usually carry a price tag. So, when all's said and done, we generally do what we can afford. So, you want to play football, huh? Yes, Coach Bradshaw. My kind of football. Yes. I'm going to need money. I must do everything for Louisa to get well. I, uh... I understand they call you Chappie. Uh, yes, sir. What kind of a name is Chappie? Uh, hey, what does it remind you of? <laughs> I, uh... I don't know, sir. <laughs> Malted milk and lollipops. Chappie. <laughs> From now on, no more Chappie. From now on, your name is 
chopper. <laughs> yeah? You are you are looking at the chopper. <laughs> he is the fearsome fiend that bursts through the blockers and chops down that quarterback. And when a chopper chops them down, they stay down. You hear what I said? Chopper. I, uh... J.R., you were born a couple of thousand years too late. You should have been around back in those Roman days and trained those gladiators. What do you think <laughs> it's all about today? It's the same thing. I'm just honest about it, that's all. That's... That's why I collect all that flack from the bleeding hearts. That's why the people go to a game, see? They go to see blood. Coach Branshaw, I'm not sure I can... You're... You're not sure you can... Put yourself in line to make a million bucks to save your wife's life? But it's not in my nature to hurt people. Your, your carelessness put Louise in the hospital to begin with. But that was, was an accident. It was your fault. I, uh... She told you to slow down, but you didn't. Hey, yes, but you wanted the excitement. Or, or maybe you wanted to prove to her you were the boss. Why did you have to do that? Hey, I'll lay off. No, 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 no. We're getting at something. What was the argument about? How did you know? How did you know there was an argument? So, you admit there was an argument. It it wasn't an argument exactly. What was it? Nothing. Why were you mad at her? I wasn't mad at her. Me and Louisa never argue. She wanted me to give up football. She wanted me to give up football, which is why I wound up being cut from the team. <gasps> That's it. You didn't want to give up football. She wanted it. She was right. That's why you crashed the car. Will you put me back on the team? What's your name? My name... is Billy Chapman. What's your name? You know my name. It's Chappie. Once and for all, and for the last time, what's your name? The, the chopper. Say it so I can hear it. Say it so the whole world can hear it. What's your name? The chopper. Louder. The chopper. I didn't find any of that out till later. So much later. First, I knew I got a call from J.R. Runs. Yeah. I want you out in the field early tomorrow morning. Yeah? I got you a brand new defensive end. You did? He's a killer. Well, who'd you trade for him? Nobody. I picked him up. Oh, come on, J.R. You just don't pick up a major league defensive end. <laughs> Wait, let's see him. What's his name? His name? Chopper. A chopper? What kind of name is that? <laughs> It'll explain itself. It's all in a matter of how you distribute your weight. Now, you have to be ready to read the play and commit yourself. See? Yeah, I, uh, I think so. Okay, good. Now, you take a stance like this, Chappie. Hey, 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 hold it, hold it. Run. What did you just call him? What do you mean, what did I just call him? Answer the question. What do you call him? I call him by his name, Chappie. That's not his name. It's not? It's the Chopper. That name's got to become part of him. He's got to believe it.
no question about it. He knew how to play football. He was a one-man gang out there on the practice field. And I felt good. Why not? I knew I was in for another Super Bowl win with all that money. Well, we'd flown out to Texas where we were meeting our big rivals the next day. Now, this game would prove who was the boss. We had a coaches' meeting, as usual, till 1 a.m. I think J.R. calls so many because he hates to be alone. I'd just gotten back to my room when there was a knock on the door. Coach Brunner? Hey, what are you doing up so late? Can, can I come in, sir? If J.R. decides to run a bed check, it'll cost you a hundred bucks, son. I don't know what to do. About what? I'm about football. Now, look, what brings this on? It's, uh... It's just that football ain't no fun anymore. Oh? i played all my life. I played Sandlot. Then we had leagues, the American Legion and all, and then high school and college. Yeah, I know. Every single minute of it was, was fun. But it's different now. Well, it's a, it's a serious business. It has to be. You know how much money's involved. Yeah, I guess so. That's why she wanted me to give it up. Louisa. Yeah. Yeah, she said, Chappie, you look different. How different, I said. I don't know, she said. You get a mean look in your eye now and then. Well, sometimes it can't be helped. The guy you're up against, he's got a job to do. Both of you, you're, you're fighting for your bread and butter. Yeah, well, that's what I told Louisa. And she said, uh, why do you have to fight? What do you want with a job where you have to fight for your bread and butter? It's, it's not in your nature. It isn't, Jabby? No. It, it, it always used to be just a games. Coach Bradshaw figures I should manhandle people. Well, that's true. Well, I hate what I'm doing now. It kills me when people call me the chopper. It'd kill Louise if she ever found out. What, what should I do? Uh, about what? I don't know, about everything. <laughs> what can you do, Chappie? <laughs> Thanks for calling me Chappie. I need the money. For Louisa. I really don't have a choice. Now then, what can I tell you? Nothing, Coach Brunner. Thanks for just letting me talk to somebody. He went back to his room. For a long time, I couldn't sleep. For some reason, I was afraid. And I simply couldn't understand why. After all, things looked great. It was going to be another winning year, another championship year. What was bothering me? Well, I finally drifted off into an uneasy sleep. And in my dream... I saw Chappie looking terrible and chopping away at the other team with an axe. I, I forced myself to wake up. And I stayed up till dawn, had some breakfast, and then left for the stadium. <laughs> We're going to take him in the apron. Well, we got the better team. We got the chopper. We got the biggest thing in pro football. Listen, JR. <laughs> listen, listen to what? It's not in his nature. What's not in his nature? The killer instinct that you're trying to give him. It, it is in his nature, believe me. You'll see. But I knew it wasn't. Not in this gentle, soft-spoken kid. Well, the other guys won the toss, and we kicked off, and the game was on. 
My defensive squad was on the field, and, and there was Chappie at the left end. As the teams lined up for the first series of downs, I, I heard it. I heard it for the first time. You see, there was a loyal contingent of home fans who'd flown out to Dallas to root for us. And a shout was coming from their section of the stand. kind of thing at sports stadiums. Kill him, murder him, tear him apart, beat his brains out. I never went for it myself, but, but there are those who, who claim it's harmless. Just folks letting off steam. Well, I wouldn't know. All I know is that I saw Chappie stand there for a moment. And he looked up at the stands and suddenly there was, there was terror on his face. And he, he just ran off the field as fast as he could and into the locker room. I sent another player in for Chappie, and then I ran to the dressing room myself. But J.R. got there ahead of me. What are you trying to pull? I can't do it. Get back out there. No, I'm not going out there. You're a quitter. You know what they're yelling at me? Kill. Kill? I'm not a murderer. Nobody's telling you to actually kill. And why do they say that? It's just the way of talking. Oh, they want me to kill. That's what they want. That's what you want. No, no. It, it, it's just a way of saying hit him. Uh, hit him hard. No. You want me to kill? A good, clean, hard hit. Legal. Keep it legal, but hard. That's what this game's all about. Get out there. No. I'm not going out there. J.R., leave the kid alone. You keep out of this, Bruns. Chopper. Don't call me Chopper. Chopper. Look me in the eye. No. I said... Look me in the eye. Now, go out there. Go out there and hit. Understand? I, I understand. He ran out of the locker room and onto the field, and once again that cry of kill, chopper, kill was roared from the stands. Carnahan, the opposing quarterback, took the snap, and he looked for a receiver downfield, but suddenly Chappie had smashed through Carnahan's protective screen of blockers, and Chappie had, well, the only way I can say it is he just chopped Carnahan down to the ground. It was a hard, vicious, smothering kind of tackle, but it was legal. It was completely legal. Carnahan lay there very still for several long seconds, and then he got up very slowly, and he... He just stood there. The trainer and the other coach ran to him and helped him off the field. But you knew, you, you just knew that Jerry Carnahan, the all-pro quarterback, was through for the day. <laughs> I told you! I told you! He's a killer! J.R., what did you do to that boy? What did you do to him? Obviously, J.R. has transformed Chappie into Chopper. But what kind of transformation is this destined to be? You can change somebody's mind by argument, but how do you change his heart, his uh, psyche, uh, or is it his soul? How deep is this transformation? You won't have to wait too long to find out. Act 3 will be here in a few moments. 
There are those who say that people never change. The child, they say, is the father of the man. And when you point to dramatic switches in attitudes and personalities, they say it's nothing really new. That's how that person actually was all the time underneath. Is it true? Are we always basically the same? Well, the case of Chappie or the chopper may provide fuel for one side or the other. It was, well, what word can describe it? A a triumph for Chappie. And that's how it was week after week. The reporters wouldn't let him alone. And always standing by, taking the bows with him, was, of course, old J.R. himself. (laughs) You can't say too much about the chopper, fellas. I mean, he has changed the essential nature of the game. He's taken away the passing attack. That quarterback is listening for the chopper's footsteps. That quarterback is now in too much of a hurry to get rid of that ball. I got a question for you, Chappie. Hey, 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 hey. His name is the Chopper, Daly. I'm a reporter, J.R., not some hired PR hack. The name on the birth certificate is Billy Chapman. Hey, Chappie, how you feel? Uh, how does he feel about what? I'm asking him, J.R. Oh, I, uh, I feel okay, I, I guess. How do you feel about Jerry Carnahan? What? Well, what about Jerry Carnahan? He's gone into the hospital for tests. Hey, what are you trying to pull on a kid? Are you inferring he did something illegal? I'm not inferring, I'm implying. You're inferring the way he hit Carnahan. Was absolutely legal. Was it sportsmanlike? What what you're telling my kid is that Carnahan went into the hospital for tests. What you ain't saying is that Carnahan was sent home from the hospital A-OK. You know, you media guys, you're always looking to start trouble. And so it went. I didn't see very much of Chappie from that point on. Oh, sure, at practice, naturally, but, I mean, afterwards. He'd never come around to see me and just talk the way we used to. He was always surrounded by the writers and the bunch from the advertising agency that sponsors our games, all kinds of celebrities. There's a whole crowd that takes up a new sports hero, and and sometimes they, they completely turn his head. But, you know, I wasn't worried about Chappie. Or was I? Anyhow, I wasn't very much surprised when I got a call at home one night. Aunt? Yeah, Chappie? Can you, uh, can you come someplace with me? When? Now. Where? The hospital. Oh. I just got a call to come over uh, right away. Well, sure. Is it... I I don't know what it is, and I'm scared to go by myself, Bruns. we arrived at the hospital, the terrible suspense was over, and we knew it was good news. We could tell from the smile on her face. She was a small girl, and she looked almost like a doll with her long black hair and her shining black eyes. Chappie, oh, darling, it's a miracle. What what happened? I just opened my eyes, and I woke up. You mean you don't need any operation? No, I, I don't think so. And you're feeling okay? Oh, I feel a bit weak. But the doctor says in a week or two, everything will be just fine. <sighs> oh, Louise. Why don't you, uh, you folks, uh, kind of excuse oh, me? Oh, no, uh... please, don't go, Coach Brunner. I'm tired. I've got to go back to sleep. But just promise me that you'll keep an eye on my chappie till I can come home and do it myself. Promise? <laughs> sure, I promise. Now, chappie, honey, 
now. You can quit playing football. What? Oh, I know all about you, darling. The nurses asked me if I was married to the... The chopper. Oh, Louisa, honey, that... Oh, it's awful. It's it's just publicity. They call you a monster, a fiend, a killer. That's just the way the writers have it. It sells papers. You put this poor Conahan fellow in the hospital. Louisa, it's all in the game. But what are you doing in the game? You promised to quit. I know. You swore you'd quit. Honey, when we had the the accident, it, it looked bad for you. You know that. I mean, the doctors were talking about treatments that... Well, I'd, I'd have had to be a millionaire. But as it turns out, I don't need them anymore. We had a, a miracle. Yeah, but I had no way of knowing that, so I... I had to make money the only way I really know how. By killing people? Honey, I had to go back. Well, I understand. To make money for me. But... But I'm going to be all right now. So you can quit. Quit? Quit and do what? Chappie, we already discussed what you do. You'll get a job teaching phys ed back home at the high school. Oh, but Louisa... You mean you're going to break your promise? You're going to break your promise to me? No, honey. No, you know I couldn't do that. So, you quitting, huh? Yes, sir, Coach Bradshaw. Sunday, we play Dallas. It's for the title. Yes, sir. I won't say anything about your responsibility to me. I... Or your responsibility to your teammates and your coaches. Sir. Or more important, your responsibility to yourself. Coach Bradshaw. Who quits? A quitter. And that's you. Coach, I promised. I want you to understand. What's to understand? You're a quitter. I promised. You can't keep that promise. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Look at me. No. Look at me, Chopper. In the eye. Look me in the eye. I could see a shudder pass through his body. If I were a superstitious man, I could believe that... Well, never mind what I could believe. Chappie went back to the hospital alone. So I don't know what happened between them. But he didn't quit. And about ten days later, Louisa left the hospital... And she didn't leave Chappie. So I I guess she decided to put up with it. Most women do in the long run, don't they? And then one day at practice, I saw her in the stands. She waved at me. I could tell by her face she wanted to talk. I don't know what to do, Coach Brunner. About what? It's not my Chappie, not that, that killer down there on the field. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't. Something's gotten into him. What do you mean? 300 years ago, where I come from, you could be burned at the stake for what I mean. He's bewitched. Bewitched? Louisa, you're an educated girl. How could you possibly... It's true. Chappie, he has such a beautiful soul, such a gentle spirit, and something is... Control of him, something evil. Now, Louisa, <laughs> we the... stop him. If he goes on like this, he'll kill someone. Oh no, no! He... Look at me when you say no. He'll kill someone, and that will destroy him. We must find out a way to stop him. Sure, you could have said she was hysterical, but I believed her. 
I, I don't know why. I believed her. I don't even know what it was that I believed. But I knew something was different about Chappie. And I knew that sooner or later he would kill someone. Well, the team was undefeated. And so we went into the Super Bowl. The opponent was Dallas. And just before the game, the reporters were firing away as usual. We beat him during the season. We'll beat him again today. You feeling nervous, Chappie? Chopper, Daly. Chopper. Why should he feel nervous? Well, he almost killed Jerry Carnahan the last time. What do you mean, almost killed? What kind of talk is that? Would have been a hospital. As many as 10, 15 players a week go to hospital for observation or tests or treatment. The fact is, wise guy, Jerry Carnahan came out of the hospital the next day. He went on to have the greatest season of his career. One thing about J.R., he knows how to handle the media. Or thinks he does. Well, the game began. And you could hear the crowd yelling, Kill, Chopper, kill! Well, look at Chopper's face. And you know I became frightened? Because I saw something... I never noticed before. There was a kind of look in his eye. You could see that he loved it. That the champ was psyching him up. He more than loved it. He was glorying in it. He couldn't wait for the play to begin. And then came the snap. And though I was watching it closely, I really couldn't tell you how it happened. Suddenly he had smashed through the Dallas line and he hit quarterback Jerry Carnahan. You could hear the sound all over the stadium. And Jerry Carnahan was lying there on the ground. It was very still. And you knew. You just knew. He was dead. Chappie just stood there, looking at him. Just looking at him. And then, very slowly, he walked off the field. I know he didn't even shower. He just changed clothes and, and went home. I wasn't there, but much later, Louisa told me what happened. Louisa, say something to me. Honey, what are you doing? You've got... you got to stop putting your stuff into that suitcase. Please. Don't touch me. D please. Don't, uh, no. I saw it. I saw it on television. You killed him. Louisa. You're a murderer. No, Louisa, I'm not. I don't know how it happened. I didn't want to kill him. I never wanted to kill anyone. Something, something possessed me. No. I put on that uniform. I got out on that field and suddenly I'm not myself anymore. Well, who are you? I don't know. I don't know. I got crazy feelings. I got a hit. I got a smash. That's not me. But I can't help myself. And that crowd yells, kill, Chopper, kill. And I get all inflamed. I... I feel I just want to... Chopper, Chopper, it wasn't your fault. No one could blame you. You get away from me, J.R. He had no business being on the field. They should have never played him. He lied about being healthy. Go away! Nobody's blaming you, kid. You play it hard, but you play it clean. Look, I know you feel bad, but it's the game. Shut up! Look at me. Look me in the eye, Chopper. Don't! Don't look at him! It's you, J.R. It's you. You... Bewitched me. You possessed me. Kid, what you need's a good night's sleep. Tell him to go away from here. He'll never go away. He's got to be driven out. 
He's got to be driven out of me. Hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll let go. Drive you out. Hey, you crazy. Don't choke him. You have to no. drive him out. Help me, help me. Help me. God, it's fighting. You. You. And that's how she told it to me a long time later. Long after Chappie had killed J.R., Chappie was never tried or anything like that. They they just put him away for a while to study him. I go up to see him now and again. Louisa stays with him. Hi, Chappie. Do you know me, sir? I'm uh, Coach Brunner. Now with uh, J.R. gone... Uh... J.R.? The Buccaneers are, are my team. Buccaneers? Well, we're in last place. On merit. But we have a lot of laughs. Sure wish you'd come back. Back to what, sir? Football, Chappie. It's a, a fun game again. It's the kind of game you liked. Louise? Hmm? What is this gentleman talking about? It's nothing, honey. He's just passing the time of day. Yeah. Just passing the time of day. You may have it any way you wish, which is more than you can say about most stories. Was Chappie possessed by the violence of his coach, J.R. Bradshaw? Was the violence an inherent part of his own psyche? Is man basically violent? If we knew all these things, there would be very little mystery left in the world. I shall return shortly. I'm Hyman Brown, producer-director of the Radio Mystery Theater. When we went on the air with Mystery Theater in 1974, we were delighted to find a whole new audience for our radio dramas. Young people from 7 to 17. You told us by your response that radio drama was a new and thrilling experience. So for you, your family, and for youngsters of every age, I have good news now of a new dramatic series starting February 5th. It's the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater. Each Saturday and Sunday, on many of these stations, the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater presents different hour-long dramas of adventure and heroism. Many of the stories will be new and original. Others will be special adaptations of popular books. The well-known actor Tom Bosley will be your host each Saturday and Sunday. It all starts February 5th on the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater on many of these stations. What have we got to show for 2,000 years of alleged civilization? The ancient Romans would fill the Colosseum to watch armed men fight to the death. And they would cheer their favorites on with frenzied shouts to kill... You hear these same shouts at football, boxing, and hockey matches. You hear them yell, kill the umpire at baseball games. We're even starting to hear it at tennis. Do people really mean what they're shouting, truthfully? I'm afraid to pursue it further. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Fred Gwynn, Marion Seldes, and Robert Maxwell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Oh, but I do remember there was a wolf howling. Yes, 
I can hear it in my memory. The doctor said it was the smell of the... the blood that drew him here. Oh, yes, very probably. What's the matter, little Marcella? Why are you trembling so? I am afraid of him. The stories... the legends... about the spirits here in the mountain. You mean the werewolves? <laughs> that is an old wives' tale. I don't know. I don't know. Something almost human about its voice. And it doesn't sound like a man, but like a woman. A woman? You know something, Herman. Why I am really most afraid? Why? Because I think... I think it is me she really comes for. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.